Welcome to Ladies with Gumption, episode 153, Desperate Times, Desperate Measures. And I desperately tried to think up a, t- a title for this episode, <laughs> and this is what this is what we got. Um, <laughs> we got the Ladies of Gumption, we recap DCTV in a flash. My name is Jessica, and I'm here with... May. Tatiana. And you can reach us, as always, on Twitter. Thank you for getting us to past 400 followers, by the way. Yay. Um, 418 Woo-hoo! yeah thank you everyone so if you're listening to this and you're like oh my god i haven't done it yet <laughs> you can still do that by going to <laughs> at dctv gumption uh follow along with us on our live tweets or just you know interact with us say hi um you can send us your feedback uh um, of the episodes that you watch um via email at ladieswgumption at gmail.com or you can send an ask on tumblr at ladieswgumption.tumblr.com if you are a patron, we thank you so much. Um, if you are not a Patreon, what do you win for? You're missing out on all this cool stuff like Mandalorian, the Bridger, Bridgerton, the Boys, The Witcher. A lot of this stuff is coming up. Um, new seasons like The Witcher, The Boys season three. Um, we just got through we're in Marvel verse as well on our Patreon. So like WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki is coming up. Um, we did Black Widow. You know, all kinds of things to fit your fancy. We are working on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all kinds of good stuff. So if you want to support our Patreon, you can go to www.patreon.com slash gumption. In the news, we have some exciting news. Um, one is that, and I, I feel bad for the anon that asked us on Tumblr, because she was like, um, do you have any, like, fan cast, he or she, or they? We're asking if we had like a fan cast for Renee Montoya for Batwoman. And I was like, man, I keep forgetting to bring this up. I'm going to bring it up this week. <laughs> and then we get announced that. They did the fan casting for us. Yeah, they did it already. So <laughs> Vicky Cartagena is cast as Renee Montoya. What do you guys think of this casting? I or, love or have it you seen so her much. stuff? Have you I seen her in something before? Because I watched Gotham. And she yeah, was, okay. yeah, she was Renee Montoya in Gotham. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, they treated her so bad. They did her so dirty. It was so awful. And then they just sent her off. So I'm glad she's going to get a second chance at Renee Montoya. And hopefully this time, Renee will get a ship. That is not garbage. Like, you know what? I feel like the day that Megan posted Sophie's new look was also the same day that mm. <laughs> Vicky was announced as her name Montoya. I was like, hmm, coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> She's got a new hair hair look this season, too. So Sophie's, oh my God. you know, yes. when maybe you going quit, on dates. When you quit the crows, things look up for you immensely. Yeah, I'm excited for her, too. I remember her from uh, you. Uh, mm. but I think that's all I've seen her in. That's right. I thought she was in yeah, you, too. She's great. So I'm really excited for that casting, for sure. And then we have another big casting. Um, Batgirl, the movie, has cast Leslie Grace, who was... Um, Maria, no, yeah, and Mina, and in the Heights, <laughs> and I'm like, I was really because we got a couple days before, you know, the short list, and it was like white woman, white woman, white woman, white woman, <laughs> Leslie Grace, and considering that we're having like um, our bats verse in his like Batman, and Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon there, right. I was like, if we're building a new verse, why would you not, you know? connect it so i was hoping of the short list that it would be leslie grace i'm I'm really excited about that i'm not sure it it still doesn't say that it's like connected because i feel like we had another actress that was cast as barbara in the batman movie with jeffrey wright 
Like, I feel like we were talking about that at one point. So I don't know if it's still kind of sort of connected or not. Like, if Jeffrey will appear in Batgirl. Or I saw someone fan cast, like, what if they just, since you were already in the Heights, so why don't you bring over her dad? <laughs> that would be now so Jimmy Sims would be Commissioner oh. Gordon. Because he's, I think he's played, he's he's got, like, Law & Order background. So he is yeah. good in the cop role. So I would yeah. I would do that as well if we're not going to connect it. Yeah. Right. What do you guys right. think? I don't know about the connection. I mean, they keep saying it's like its own thing separate from at least like the main DCEU as we have come to know it, but I'm not really sure how it's going to be probably like, it seems like a multiverse thing, especially with the Flash movie and they're doing Flashpoint and all that. So they could go that route, but I don't know if this movie is going to be connected to the Pats movie to be honest but right. I would personally That's- like it too because I love Jeffrey Wright and I love Leslie Grace so I feel like they're there <laughs> I, I think it, I think it should be connected I don't understand why you wouldn't connect it but based so far it sounds like they're going for some weird not connected thing either way I'm glad it was Leslie Grace she was definitely my favorite choice of the options presented and also Same. just the one I thought was going to get it. So then it happened, and I'm like, wow, I'm so confused. <laughs> um, <so yeah. laughs> my mind. Exactly. <laughs> and then, this is not DCTV news, but it is big Marvel Universe news. Um, Michaela Cole is cast in the new um, Wakanda movie. Don't know who she's playing yet. I think a lot of people want her to be Storm. Although I did see another... Um, tweet fan cast like you know probably they were like not sure that she'd be cast storm but they're like there's a character called madam slay that is um adversary of female black panther so that could be another option for a character for her so it'll be interesting to see who they who she debuts as but yeah I feel like I don't even care who she plays because I love her so much. I'm like, just just this give her a, all the things. <laughs> a very um, girl power news section this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But before we move on to the main part of the shows, we did have some feedback from Joe on Krypton. She is watching Krypton for us, so we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> but she um, said that, you know, she was doing this whole Krypton binge and um, – quick recap she got through season one halfway through season two really still interested in the story so far and i want to see how it goes and i'll be watching the rest so joe will bring us all the stuff from krypton that you probably never thought you wanted to bring us back the dark memories yeah (laughs) she says that i like seg and adam have more to do and a better story lobo was fun i do remember lobo being fun Mm -hmm. brainiac is so creepy props to the actor jana and dev were a good pairing but i don't like that they were separated from everyone else now Druzad is more of a villain, and it's a tiny bit disappointing, but not surprising, because they had him set up as more of an anti-hero in season one. Definitely don't like what they're doing with Lyda, but it was already spoiled about why she was acting the way she was, so I'm just tolerating it. And they still don't seem to know what to do with Nyssa, but I'm not invested in her character anyway. Well, mm. uh, <laughs> she says, if you're a big Lyda fan, season two might be a struggle to get through, which is probably why we struggled to get through it. <laughs> but... Yeah, but she says, otherwise, I think the series as a whole is worth watching if you are a fan of sci-fi or and of lesser-known Superman characters. So, thank you, Joe. Um, but now we can move on to our regularly scheduled programming with <laughs> Legends and the Flash finale. 
We will, of course, give our joys, what did not bring us joy, feedback, and crown a lady with gumption of the week. And Tati is our host, and she'll take it away. I will be taking it away, and we will be starting with none other than Legends of Tomorrow. <clears throat> In this episode, <laughs> I forgot the name of or any information about. I just copied the recap of. Uh, Constantine acquires <laughs> a map to the Fountain of Imperium. And he gets a magic potion from Crowley's vampire bank- banker named Noel. Um, he recruits Spooner and travels to 1939 Albacete, Spain, in search of a man named El Gato, who apparently was the last person to have used, uh, or was one known person to have used, the Fountain of Imperium's magic and thus survived several assassination attempts. When they meet with him, they are attacked by Captain Noriega, an ally of Adolf Hitler. They find El Gato's mute nephew, Fernando, who wielded the fountain's magic and used it to resurrect his uncle. He can't speak, but Spooner can hear his thoughts because it's alien magic. Yay, Spooner. Um, Fernando leads Constantine and Spooner to the fountain, but it's been dried up. They're attacked once more, and Constantine brutally kills Noriega's group using the temporary magical abilities granted by the potion. In order to save Spooner and Fernando, but also it was just like, made him look a little crazy. It looked like it was doing too much. Maybe it's like speed. We don't like it. Um, returning Fernando to his family, Constantine trades Crowley's soul to Noel for more potions, which are basically like drugs, I guess, and brainwashes Spooner because she friends to tell Zarya on him. Meanwhile, the legends uh, struggle with weird little Furby's rapid aging and are forced to eject him from the Wave Rider. With Lida's help, Mick grows to accept his 48 pregnancies. His pregnancy with 48 babies. Too many babies. That's all. What did we like? <laughs> we like the end. Yes, <laughs> Mick's <all> pregnant. <laughs> Brain can't compute. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I was ready for the pregnancy, but then it was 48. There's 48 monsters coming, coming out of his ear canal. I don't, can't handle it. I was like wondering how he's gonna give birth like through his head through his neck like what's Ew. how is that happening? gonna like know. pulsate and like oh no. okay i'm um, yeah i'm not ready for that but i guess you know we know that that's probably the reason mick will no longer be on the way rider but he is a single mom let's <laughs> go take care of his brood um very happy for him <laughs> um i speaking of mick i guess like i did like the fact that Lyda was back this episode and she was sort of, you know, trying to talk with her dad to get him to a, admit the fact that he's like pregnant. He's actually going to go through this and then also to fake her own uh, labor moment so that he could actually stop being stubborn <laughs> and get the medical help that he needs because Mick's going to Mick and Lyda is like no nonsense when it comes to that um so it's nice i like their dynamic in the sense that like now she's sort of caring for him and they're sort of on the same path they're both pregnant <laughs> so um, that's really interesting for them and i really did like that's kind of things, right um i did like the fact that john was back this episode that it was a constantine focused episode in general and i think that i wouldn't have immediately thought that you know him and spooner would be a good duo but i think that they really work um spooner is very like no nonsense shoot first ask questions later type person and constantine sort of has those similar 
characteristics uh, oftentimes. So it's really interesting to see how they sort of worked out and that Spooner sort of getting continues to get like FaceTime with all the different veteran legends uh, on the ship. And the fact that, you know, her alien talents uh, were put to good use in terms of like helping Fernando, speaking with him, actually being able to speak in Spanish to other people very well. So that was beautiful. Um, and just like working off of Constantine and sort of being his conscience. Like, you know, she was this little Jiminy Cricket. He's like, you shouldn't do this because this is a bad idea. And Constantine going all dark, you know, but she was sort of like his grounding point in this episode. And I really liked that for her. Um, I would say like on the ship side, it was didn't spark too much joy but i did like of what we saw of like that one random moment where like the tarazi siblings just like their hair was sort of everywhere and i don't know what they were doing <laughs> but it pleased me because you know i just love them um and just the the them taking care of like baby gus gus singing to him the little lullaby and then astra using the same song um or no spooner using the same song later on um in her side of the plot so all of that was great and I think it really it kept them in the episode and got them to do something somewhat interesting or at least somewhat humorous so um even though it's like super random <laughs> but that's that's legends and that's all <laughs> yeah I mean <clears throat> I I was already when I saw it Constantine's for going team up I was already like on it because, like you said, they do have similar characteristics of, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. Um, and it seemed like they kind of worked on the same level. Like, there, there didn't need to be a lot of talking and explaining things out. They're just like, yep, yep, got it, go. <laughs> they were already on kind of like the same wavelength. So I think it was a pairing that really, really works well together. Um, again, like the Spanish, you know, when we were talking about the Flash, uh, <laughs> This the Spanish and this one sounds natural. I think we had like a Tumblr um, anon ask about you know. It seems like the the writers actually did some research on the Spanish. Like yeah, they either did the research or they hired native Spanish speakers and was like here read this but in Spanish. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how the do you know like script writing like when you write in foreign languages Tati do. You, a foreign language that you don't know do you just like english and then have the actor translate or do you just try to go to google i mean <laughs> in my own screenplays that have gone nowhere and thus it is irrelevant because no one has told me if it's right or wrong i put it in english and they you know translate into the language actor speaks in chinese yeah, or actor exactly. speaks in whatever okay and actor will say this in that language unless of course it is spanish in which case i will yeah i will so, yeah, I think like all of all of that um, sounded like authentic and obviously like Spooner. Um, I like that she got to speak Spanish because when they went to Cuba and she didn't speak Spanish, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why wouldn't she speak Spanish? Right. So, <laughs> uh, it was nice to see that here. Um, I loved Lida faking going into labor to get her dad to the med bay and take his pregnancy seriously. And like, I think, um, I don't know if this is the same one that you're talking about, May, but like, I think when they all realized that, or they thought that Lida was in labor, the Tarazi twins had like their wonder powers yes. activate. Yeah, that's the, that's the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to get him there. Uh, I agree with the um, lullaby, just like the visual of Gary 
Nate and, and Biharad trying to like lullaby this little Gus Gus to sleep um, was amusing. You can have like their own little three, three minute baby spinoff. <laughs> um, I liked, I liked a lot. Of, I didn't like this plot, but I liked a lot of little things like, you know, Biharad trying to impress Astro with his culinary skills. So there's like a continuation of that thread of um, Biharad Astra tease. Um, I liked Fernando and his family and how much they, how far they would go to protect him. Um, and I'm ashamed it took me so long to figure out that he is called El Gato because he has nine lives. Why is it the cat? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. He's, he's got like nine different lives because his nephew keeps bringing him back. But yeah, those are my joys. I love that. Um, I pretty much agree with all y'all's joys, especially I thought Fernando was so sweet. I love the connection he had with Spooner, obviously, literally in terms of their mental, um, you know, their telepathy on Spooner's part, but also just that it seemed like she really understood him and he felt like safe with her or whatever. I like that. They were really sweet together. Also, um, did like the Spooner and Constantine team up for the most part, for most of it. I was really excited about it. Um, I think they do work well together. Um, they're both kind of like snarky, um, maybe like <laughs> downer sarcastic people, but somehow Spooner actually ends up being more like hopeful or like not, not, I don't know, naive is not the word, but you know, like Spooner is actually more like goodness of humanity person than Constantine. And she's like two for two on Hellraisers because she was also this way with Astra. True, true, true. So it's like interesting because like when we meet her, she's definitely like on the like, I'm gonna shoot you in the face because I am paranoid of alien invasions, but it turns out that there are people out there who are <laughs> more down on humanity than she is. Uh, anyway, I did really enjoy that. And I I liked how much we got to see of, you know, that, like, time period in Spain with Fernando um, and meeting his family, too. I, I also love the connection that Spooner made between Fernando having faith that he's going to find his mom again or his family again versus her having lost faith and not mm. seeing her mom again. You know what yeah. it reminds me of, that time period? And I think it's the same time period. Pan's Labyrinth. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. Yes. It is the time, the, the Pan's Labyrinth time period. And I, you know, not like not to say that that was a good time period or I like that time period. <laughs> but yesterday, you know, I was like, I, I, I like the vibes. The, there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, also, um, for the most part, I think it was a bad move, obviously. But I do like... Crowley, experience, Crowley experiencing, you know, fear. <laughs> so that's good. His comeuppance, if you will. Uh, also, yes, I did enjoy the dynamics with um, the little alien baby or furry baby, whatever, Gus Gus. Um, that was fun, especially Bayrod and Astro's fun. Um, I hope that we're going to get to see a little bit more of that. I don't know how many episodes are left of the season. Not that many, but hopefully it'll go a little further this season before we have to wait however many months to see more of it. Also, I really liked Lyda and Nick this episode. I really liked the, the dynamic. I think I, the, the father-daughter chemistry they have is super nice. Um, and she is the person that has most made Nick a tolerable human being ever since, since like season three. He has never been as enjoyable as he is now with his daughter. Um, and also just the additions of Gary, just coming in to give us great commentary. Everyone looking at the little tentacles of the babies of, of the little creepy alien creatures they're like oh my god they're growing you're gonna be a dad Nick. was fun i just like that you know juxtaposition because i'm over here like about to retch and i'm sure mick would be too but now he's like those are my babies <laughs> so anyway 
What did we not like the rest of the episode? Yeah. Oh, so much. This was not my favorite episode. Even though it focused on Constantine, I was like, "Yay, Constantine!" And it's like, "No, Constantine, why?" <laughs> um, I just didn't like everything about his choices. Really, like he showed up on the ship. He's like, Spooner, come with me. I was like, okay, so you're not going to ask about Zari and where she is <laughs> and what's been going on there. Even though I knew that why he didn't, because he didn't want her knowing what he was doing. But also, she knew he was going after the Fountain of Imperium, so it's not like she didn't know he was trying to get his magic back. So I felt like that was a weird character choice, considering that she is not there, which makes me dislike the fact that she's not there, because... Zari 1.0 is hanging around mate Nate. And speaking of, like, what is the point of bringing back Zari 1.0 if you're not going to do anything with her in the next episode? <laughs> She's just kind of, like, sitting around, and that's it. So we didn't really get much of, like, what she's been up to, her building more, uh, just having more moments with her brother, hanging out with the rest of everyone. And, like, <clears throat> even though, like, Ava and Sarah's, you know, did the West Allen things like go do something important for themselves personally off screen, maybe limiting like actors or whatever, but then they show up at the end just randomly. I was like, uh, okay, that's interesting. Um, and then with the Constantine stuff, I think what like just irritated me the most were all of his actions, like the desperation, the this idea that he desperately needs his magic to be a person and having this like his backstory for why he wants his magic so badly was really interesting, but I feel like we haven't really discussed much of his backstory in general, like what happened with his dad and things like that for that moment to really have the emotional gut punch. I'm sure that it should have. Um, mm -hmm. So the whole, it just felt so abrupt. It's like, I need this. And Spoon was like, okay. I'm like, no, don't cave. Um, so that was really frustrating and just the fact that he was so desperate to get his magic that he like used Fernando he tried to like make a deal with him to exchange one you know one thing for the other and it's just like bad decision after bad decision after bad decision and it was just frustrating to watch because Constantine usually is this very like confident person and I get that now it's like a lot of it is because he has the magic but also I feel like there were should have been more conversations I guess of why he doesn't necessarily need magic to do these things or like what kind of person he's becoming because of that because I feel like he's really unrestrained and there's nobody to hold him back from that and that was annoying especially since like he's bringing in everybody or he's bringing in Spooner with help to get to the fountain of imperium but everybody else isn't really involved in his subplot so i feel like there's some sort of disconnect there and that makes it even more frustrating because it's like if there were zari and sarah and all the other legends there they would have like talked him down or it would just been more fun i guess to have that uh, mission because it's it just felt very isolated um yeah. too so that was really annoying um and then like <clears throat> making because it was so isolated, everybody else was just stuck on the ship. And I feel like 
probably COVID, probably the budget's down too, that they haven't really been like having their more exciting adventures when they go time traveling. And I've been seeing a lot of the Wave Rider and I don't like that. <laughs> so that's just like irritating in general. And also like, I mean, we talked about this last week, but the whole Bishop thing and the whole space stuff and alien thing. And it's like, now you have Spooner. She was being used to find, to track down Sarah. And now that Sarah's back, like, are we not going to get more backstory about her alien stuff? Her, you know, more about her mom, more about like, what is the end game, I guess. <laughs> so that's just, I don't know how many episodes were left, but it's starting to feel like they're really dragging their feet on just kind of doing a bunch of different things to create episodes when there's no, there's no clear path as to like where this is going. Yeah, this that's a running no joy. <laughs> of like, you know, it just doesn't seem like they're they they flipped it like we said last week. It just feels like they got the big bat out of the way midway through and now we're just kind of like coasting along and no plans, just vibes. <laughs> Um, I'm sure if you love Constantine and you love specifically seeing like Matt Ryan's face, you probably enjoy this episode regardless of what John was doing. <laughs> um, however, like as much as I was like pleasantly surprised that the episode's Constantine focused, like I, I too was like, yay, Constantine. And then when you see like all the ch- choices and the story, you're like, no, Constantine. <laughs> um, so none of that really brought much joy. And I feel like, like what you said about how it's isolated like I don't see why he has to get his magic and go to the Fountain Imperium by himself. That, you know, didn't really make a lot of sense. And I feel like the whole thing, like I I get I feel like I get understand more now why Astra's mom made the spell that she made to strip him of his magic in the first place. Cause he's like a magic junkie. It is like a drug, like an addiction for him. Um but I, f- I feel like it all came out in this episode and it came out too fast. And so it was very like jarring to see because this is not like the John Constantine that we're used to seeing. And I feel like, um, you know, part of it, because I feel like if, you, if you're going to set him up like the speed junkie, magic junkie storyline, it's a, you know, valid narrative choice but like i feel like we because he lost his magic like a couple episodes ago like back in episode what six so i feel like there should have been like more signs of him like jonesing for magic you know um but i don't know if that is because zari was there that he we didn't see it or he didn't like he's it felt feels like he's like you know tune into the love boat when we do this episode because i'll bring this up again (laughs) but it feels like he's lost his anchor when Zari, when he left Zari, and now she's not there. And so he's lost his grip on reality a little bit. Um, and he's doing in this episode more and more things that are more selfish and more desperate um, and not caring about other people. Um, I did not like, like, I didn't think, I thought John dressing up as a priest was dancing like right on top of the line of being like blasphemous. <laughs> Because, especially because, like, (laughs) in the scene right before, he was, like, disparaging the Catholic Church and all this kind of stuff. And then he comes in as, like, like, you know, a priest and is, like, pretending to be a holy man. 
and considering like John's comic story and, and profession of like fighting demons in hell, like all the religion is always going to be part of story. But ladies and gentlemen, if you have a chance to see Evil, which is um, a drama on CBS, and you should. <laughs> you should. I think the first season is on Netflix. That's where I saw it. The second season is on Paramount Plus. But if you have Netflix and the Netflix in your country or your region has this show, watch it and watch how well they dance the line between like religion and science. And, you know, we'll have to go into like a whole like other episode about this show. But I feel like they it does really well in that show. Um, And they have a grace in that writer's room that the Legends writers just don't have time to have. So it just comes off as very, I don't know. It was it was on it was right on on top of the line of um, being a little bit offensive. I think if you are Christian and you know just I don't know it just it just felt like it was making fun of being a priest, which yeah. Um, so I think you know on the lines of decorum, it was like right on top of it and, and dancing over it. Um, and then while on the other hand, I think John's increasing, like I said, selfishness and desperation is magic back shows, you know, the whole kind of like magic junkie kind of thing. I feel like it also just assassinated his character <laughs> in one episode. Um, it was so hard, especially like when he was, um, yelling at Spooner about trying to get like Fernando to go show him where, the, where the magic is. Um, you know, this is a kid that is scared. They he just got attacked by Nazis and you're trying to like force him to get you yeah, like magic and, and upset when it's not there. And like his sad story to Spooner, I was like, really? <laughs> is that it? Which I, I feel like I agree with you that there should have been, it, I don't think it had the emotional gut punch that it was supposed to have. Cause we, I don't know if we didn't go into it enough, but it just seemed like, you know, it was a little bit Luke, like weak sauce for her to be like, you know what? Yeah, I will. I will take this child and we will coerce him to give you magic. Sure, <laughs> that that sounds right. Um, yeah, I just don't like the way that he is becoming. I guess, um, and that was a lot of it. Oh, I also like didn't like the fact that um, Fernando is like quote unquote cured of being mute when the alien magic leaves his body. So like at the end of the episode, when he's reunited with his uncle, he says, Tio. Um, and it's the first time that he's spoken in the episode. Um, oh, I so I completely missed that. Yeah. Um, so like he's mute the whole episode until like the end, like the magic has left him. So it just kind of felt a little bit ableist, you know, you could still be like an emotional. See, cause we didn't, he, we didn't get any kind of story that he lost his voice when he got the magic. So it just felt kind of like, he could still be mute and it could still be an emotional reunion. Um, so I didn't like that. Um, I think the potion is, I feel like the potion that Constantine is saying is like vampire blood. I did, th- I did think it was interesting that we have vampires in this universe now. <laughs> but the whole like vampire blood, like he's, he's like literally making a deal with the devil. So I don't know how that's going to go. And then, you know, other things not John Constantine. I just didn't really think the B-plot did much to i mean it was like super ridiculous contrasting the super heavy side of the constantine plot but i also just thought it was just kind of dumb <laughs> outside of lida and and meg i i didn't really care about gus gus so again like where where are we going you know it's a good point that you make like spooner and because she still was abducted by somebody 
So we need to solve that riddle at some point. Right, right. Someone theorized that she was, she would be Mick's alien child. And what? I'm like, no. Because she, no. I was like, because she's, yeah, it doesn't. But I was no. like, okay. I no. guess that, that is no. a theory. <laughs> that, that is a theory. It is not a very good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't like what Constantine is becoming, but I also just don't really feel like he's becoming it. Like, I feel like they just did this episode, just, like, woke up and was like, Constantine is different now. Yeah. Because <laughs> even when he lost the magic, he, he was willing, like, he knew what was going to happen. He was willing to do that for Astra, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, yes, he wants his magic back. Cool. But nothing indicated that it was, like, a dangerous or a slippery slope. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been hinted at or whatever. Even in his own show, I would, that's not me picture I would have gotten of his magic. So it's like kind of weird. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't like that he didn't even ask about Zari. The fact that Zari's like literally not there, like she's, <laughs> you know, trapped in the totem. And I don't know if he even knows that right now or not trapped, whatever. She's traded places. I don't know if he even knows that. Um, I also just think in general, I would be more willing to see where this story goes if I didn't fear that it was the way of writing him off. Right. You know? Because of what we heard. If we hadn't heard that, I might be like, oh, it'll be interesting to see where the story goes. But here, I'm like, I don't want them to give Constantine, like, a bad or dark or weird ending to write him off the show like that. When he's already had, like, his whole show. And then this arc that we finally got him to a good place on this show. And then be like, no, never mind. He's regressed to a place he never was at in the first place. Bye. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I also agree that his speech was, I was a little bit, like, at least... You know, first he said, like, yeah, people are killed because of their race or whatever. And I was like, you're right. And then he said, and then he he said, like, oh, because of who you love. And I was like, okay, well, that one applies to you. All right, keep going. Um, But I still, it would just seem like a really gentle general. Like, the world is unfair, but with magic, I can make it better for myself. (laughs) Like, it's not like he goes out of his way to make the world better with magic. So it would just seem like a fake, like, who came up with this? That's not his reason for magic. Um, So, yeah. Anyway. All of that was weird. There wasn't really that much of a wave rider, or at least I was more focused on some things that I didn't even really notice the wave rider stuff. But I totally agree that, like, it just feels like we're going in circles. Like, we're not really doing anything. We don't have a goal right now. I don't know how many episodes are left. But at this point, the most, like, coherent or, like, longest stretch of subplot is Mick going to be a baby daddy, right? Because mm-hmm. that it makes me a father is the storyline we're all waiting for, I guess. Because <laughs> I don't know what else is up. This is Even, episode 10, by the way, called Bad Blood. So there's okay. and there's 15 episodes. Oh, so there's five. That's more than I expected. But still, I just kind of, like, that's even more worrisome. Because I'm like, is it building to something? We have five episodes. We could definitely build something. But I have no idea what we're building. We want to build a snowman. Um, so... <laughs> I don't really have anything else. I just was not that into the episode. But I also, I do agree with you. Actually, I agree on two points that I had not previously thought of. I had not thought about um, him being mute and then speaking again. Mostly because I just didn't notice that he spoke again. But, (laughs) but I do agree that that's really weird. (laughs) I'm like, why would you do that? Just let let him not speak. Um, And, because that would also imply like, the magic left immediately in that moment and like where did the magic go why did the magic leave in that moment Mm -hmm. 
why would well the magic just... left when they when they did like the thing but he didn't have a chance to talk because they were running from killers from nazis before that didn't speak at that point he was just like oh yeah anyway all right i guess i accept that but yeah i just i I agree that that's not that's kind of a dumb move um also i didn't think of it at the time but you were right that it is kind of offensive when (laughs) costume was pretending to be the priest i mostly was just laughing at his italian accent and then when it switched to the british that was i thought that was hilarious but i agree that it is offensive and yet it's like that kind of thing where like you're not allowed to be offended by it because i guess the dominant religion is christianity right right so but Catholicism is not dominant. Well, Spain is like, but you know, whatever. Catholicism is not the dominant Christian religion. Protestantism is the dominant Christian religion. So I can go back to being offended. It's <laughs> <laughs> like in a roundabout way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I agree though that it was very much not subtle. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. Do we have feedback? Of course, from Suara, who loves every Legends episode, <laughs> no matter what it is. He says, hello, ladies. I really enjoyed this Legends this week. Um, I was skeptical about the subject matter they tackled, but I actually think they handled it quite well. The dynamic between Esperanza and John was fantastic, and the way they interacted with Spanish revolutionaries and fascists being on point. I think they touched upon relevant issues for us today, especially on being vigilant against the rise of fascism, as we've seen here in the U.S., Spooner calling John out on his bullshit was excellent, and I'm glad he was forced to do some self-reflection on one why he feels so insecure about not having magic. Truly well done. Singer speaks Spanish with the Spaniards was also great, although I'll leave it to Tati to judge that. (laughs) I think Tati agrees. Spanish was fine, yes. (laughs) The baby alien growing up. Did they have, like, like Spanish from Spain accents? Because I I was not paying attention that much to... Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't hear, like, the list of... Espana. I forgot it was supposed to be in Spain until I remembered, of course it would be, because that's where right. like, the Nazis didn't go to Latin America until after the war. Did El Gato sound like he was from Latin America, too? Because he sounded yeah. Latin American to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, other not than a that, single joder other. Yeah. No, we're not in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, aside from the fact that it was Spanish from the wrong Spanish-speaking country... Um, grammatically, it sounded all right. <laughs> um, the baby alien growing up super fast into a monster was hilarious, and was the end result as the end, blah, blah, blah. Back up. The baby alien growing up super fast into a monster was hilarious, as was the end result that it was indeed the legends that introduced the Sasquatch to Earth. Of course. Mixed plot with its daughter was overall good, too, although I didn't get why she pretended to go into labor. Kind of missed the point of that. I love seeing Zari 1.0 be part of the team here, although I wish he had more to do. On that note, I also wish that John mentioned Zari 2.0 more. Was he not concerned about her being in the amulet? He didn't know. Um, It was weird, to be honest, and I hope we'll see them together next episode. Thank you, Suara. Aww. Uh, that, That was the end of our feedback, right? Yeah. All right, so do we have predictions? I don't know. I think, I guess, I don't know if, like, John will become the big bad and they have to save him from himself. Uh, I hope not. That would not. be very upsetting to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless the power of love saves him. The power of love is going to have to, like, Zari 2.0 is going to have to come out and exactly. save him. And then they, like, go off to, like, live a happy, magic-free life together. 
and then Zari 1.0 is just back, right? And that somehow makes it okay, right? I don't know, maybe, like, the Fountain of Imperium somehow, like, split them and let them both be alive, like, Caitlyn and Ross. Zari and, what's his face, Constantine have to go to, like, a magic-free dimension, right? And now they're in two different dimensions, and therefore it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zari two point has an empire here in the world. It's okay. She can. She can. You know. She can cross dimensions. <laughs> then what happens to Zari one point oh? I the thing I'm you make, said I'm about making, the, magic, the thing you said about the Fountain <laughs> of Imperium. That's what happens. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they will legend their way out of this. Exactly. They will legend their <laughs> way You're out thinking of too hard, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, so moving on up to The Flash, or really just moving on sideways. Godspeed demands organic speed in exchange for ending the war. The Speed Force Nora reawakens Bart and grants Iris super speed, and they fight as one big Flash family against the Godspeed drone. The Speed Force is forced to retreat when the drones begin to feed off her energy. But then Allegra arrives because she has been pep-talked back to life by Chester. So with his device, she removes the drone's speed. Barry decides to grant August Hart's request and restore his memories. And Cecile's like, don't do it. But then Hart is like, I'm a hater and I have remarks of the first drone. Psych, I'm evil again. Uh, suddenly, Eobardson arrives and incapacitates Hart, making a failed attempt on Barry's life before escaping because he just can't help himself. Also, it was hilarious because what stopped him was just being thrown over the shoulder once by Barry. And then he was like, ah! He was so shocked. He's like, <laughs> he I was so you. embarrassed. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, August is sent to Iron Heights, and his memory of Barry's identity is removed. Meanwhile, after using super speed to rescue Joe from an attack, uh, Kramer learns that she is a metahuman whose ability is specifically to mimic the ability of others in like times of crisis, and that's what she had previously done that helped her save her own life when you know her group was murdered by her bro. So she realizes she's an asshole and she was self-hating, and so she has left the force. Barry and Iris renew their wedding vows in front of their friends and family, except for Wally and Camilla. And it is very cute, and there is no cliffhanger. What did we like? I like that Keenan like, clarified that he was invited, but just schedules, because that would have been like the only thing to put like the cherry on top. So hopefully, in another time, he'll be able to come back. But this, like, the best thing about this finale, and this two-part finale, was it was like 90% Flash family, only <laughs> which was great if you do not have speed you are not invited to this party <laughs> um and despite his entire like mo giving me no joy um spoilers for the next section the actor that plays august what is what is his name again <laughs> well anyway the actor that played him was acting the hell out of all of his scenes i wish he had like a more developed plot because karan like, oberoi karan oberoi he was great i loved him so much wish his character had more plot to go off because he's had a lot of balls for not a lot of <laughs> results. But I like his acting. Um, I liked authoritative Barry. I thought that was kind of sexy. Like when um, he was with August in the Mindscape and he's like, I, you can give me what I want. And Barry's like, I already told you no. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do this. And then like at the end when 
Thon, he like throws Thon over his shoulder and Thon's like, what is happening? He's like, I got faster, didn't you? Like he was just so like, <laughs> oh my Sick God. Yeah. yeah, I love that. More of that, Barry. Um, I love Bart, Nora, and Jay's reactions to meeting Speed Force Nora. Like Nora was all like, oh my God, and, and rambling and kind of like Barry, like, like, you know, just going on and on and not just kind of making like a little, little bit embarrassing herself. And then Bart, when he said SFN, I'm like, Speed Force Nora? Like, does he call her like we do? And he's like, Speed Force Nana. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that is so cute. Um, so I like that the kids have like a relationship with her. And I like that Jay was kind of like, you know, you remind me of someone that's very close to me. <laughs> She's like, I get that a lot. <laughs> so I like all of their like meeting the Speed Forces. Of course, I liked when she gave um, everyone a boost, including Iris, because she had the spark. I love seeing Speedster Iris. Um, I love the Speedster Showdown. And specifically, like, you know, they all get there to the Godspeeds, but then they all have their own special abilities. Bart has his, like, fancy lightning shurikan or stars. Nora has her lightning whip. You have Speed Force Nora, who's just, like, a bad bitch and, like, snaps her fingers and people fall. You've got um, Jay with his hat, like, with the boomerang kind of thing. Iris has her hurricane thrusters, which I'm so glad that they remembered that that's the move that she learned in her, yeah. her episodes. So that's like her signature move. And then, of course, Barry has his like basic ass lightning throw. <laughs> but seeing all of them kind of like showing off of their skills was just really, really fun and really cool. I also like the lightning saber fight. I saw some people like being haters about the, the lightning sabers, but I thought it was fun. Um, I, so I liked all of the speedster stuff. I loved, um, I even liked Kramer in Joe's storyline, like her saving him from the Godspeed with super speed was like a huge surprise to me. It was like a plot twist. Like what the fuck? She's a speedster. And like, at first it kind of made me think like, is this a Mina Dewan thing? Or like they, are they, is she the Mina Dewan for the show? And they're kind of adapting that storyline. But then we got, right. That's the idea that I got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we got the whole thing about it being a mimic, which is also like a god tier meta power. Like if you want a meta power, like being able to mimic other meta powers is, you know, pretty up there in terms of like things that you want. Um, so I thought that was good. And also like, hello, like OTP parallel to Wes Allen and Barry's power is like activating because Iris is in danger. Kristen's power is activating when Joe is in danger. You know, I would say if it wasn't for baby Jenna, I could see like a Joe Kramer ship on the horizon but it's not like the show is like actually confirmed Jenna is still alive or in existence. So in my mind, you know, there's a chance. Like this is like Snowberry level delusion, but still <laughs> the chemistry is actually there in the ship to back it up. So I will crack ship it to the cows come home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And even like Cecile, Cecile had her own thing going on. She was having something with August. I could feel it. She was trying, like, she was mind-reading all of his emotions and trying to, like, keep him there. It felt like a heartbreak when he came out and she was like, no. And he's like, I just like being bad. Like, he broke her heart or something like that. It was, like, too emotional for what it was probably called for, but I felt it. Um, Chester doing his Iris pep talk to Allegra to get her out of her funk. I love the fact that she hugged him. I thought that was so cute. Rise, ship, rise. Um <laughs> Iris anchoring Speed Force Nora. I like that. I like that the parents had a plan and the plan involved Iris being an anchor to Speed Force Nora because she's, you know, she's an anchor to Barry. She's done that pretty well for several years. So I like that that's even like 
connecting her more to the Speed Force, that she can anchor the Speed Force as well. Um, love Barry proposing to Iris for a third time. I liked her outfit, too. That outfit was bomb. Um, the black and white. Love that outfit. Top tier Iris outfit. But I like Barry proposing. Um, and then, of course, like everything about the vow renewal at the West House. Cisco's running a commentary as officiant. Um, like the greatest sequel since Empire Strikes Back. I like that he was like, um, when Iris said her vows, like, those are fire. I like those. I was like, yes, I agree. Um, Bart singing, of course. Um, Candace being so emotional after Jordan singing that she's not quite able to hold it together during Iris's vows, which just adds that much more emotion to the scene. Um, I loved all of that. Barry's vows, of course. The flash time kiss. Just everything about that. It was just like a nice happy way to end the season by including something that the fandom has been asking for since season four and that embarrassing double wedding and even like the the all the writers are being like that is that is jacked up we gotta have to fix that you know we had no control over this so we're gonna fix it for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is like um it's not in the episode but um eric's explanation of why he chose the song that he chose and the meaning behind the song of 1949 and how the um, singer was saying that it was a song that he wrote for his best friend's wedding so it was just like full of um meaning yeah yeah (laughs) agreed and I actually like that he didn't sing a repeat of like running home to you because I feel like we did that song it was very special at the time and now we have <laughs> like Iris gets to be ser- she's been serenaded and three Ka- times and Kara already did that song for their yes, first yes and Kara already so. did that song so we didn't need to like repeat it it was nice that they chose uh, something different and I think that even when you listen to the lyrics I was like this is very uh this is very good like, are you sure you should be singing <laughs> like this kind of sexy there I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all that sweet but I, I agree with um pretty much everything i mean the season i mean we'll talk about the season later but like in terms of what we got of godspeed i think that they did somewhat of a decent job you know making him this like petty speedster who just wants more speed it's like zoom 2.2.0 except like you know the actor really just delivered a solid monologue to explain to you exactly why he was doing the things that he was doing um and just being the petty man that he is. But I think that I agree. Like, he really delivered. I saw some people were, like, hating on that performance of, like, he's overacting. I was like, no, he's doing exactly what a villain, a superhero exactly. should be doing. He was chewing up scenes. He was bringing was, the life to God yes. that the writing was not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This man thought of himself as a god. He had a whole throne for himself. <laughs> he was Still just like eating people. it up. Yes, he was just eating that scene up, and I loved it so much for him because he really like nailed it. Um, even like his little, you know, diabolical laugh. I was like, oh my god, this man. <laughs> he's going all out. Um, so I loved that whole conversation. Um, I feel like it built some. There was like a lot of tension. It had some intensity to it, um, and it did a lot for like. It did a lot for the lack of Godspeed in general. And I think that, you know, they made it work, even though we could have had more of him. And then, of course, like, I like that the fact that they didn't just do the whole, we're going to run this guy to the ground. Like, we're all just runners. We're all just going to run for, like, the next five minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you can see, I mean, obviously, I'm sure, again, budget reasons. But also, you should 
get you should get a little bit creative with speedsters because it's not just running all the time that sort of gets boring to watch visually it is nice that they they employed like everyone had their own little thing to show off and it was just like really nice to see that they did have all that especially like like i can't believe we got west island vows in one episode and then like speedster iris fighting back to back with with barry in the same like episode as well that was just beautiful it was like comics come to life actually you know so it was all very very nice and i love that whole like lineup um just speedster family goals right there and i think that they nailed that um especially with the whole like you said it was 90 percent, you know flash family and i did really love that even like that little conversation between jay and bart like we didn't really see them interact oh, last episode yeah. yeah and then he's like he this is where the whole yes he did just like you know uh and he doesn't it? know how much it means he's like, yes. maybe a pick up her hat yes exactly like calm down keep your cool you know bart's obviously very impulsive but i just love how passionate he is about like his family too i feel like nora is the bumbling barry versus bart has those characteristics too but he's also he can be like cool and collected when need be like and that i feel like he takes from iris and also people probably from him her calming him down and jay calming him down and all that stuff so i like that we get to see that and yeah, like Speed Force Nana, Nora, Little Nora, Big Nora, all that was super, super cute. I feel like this, while this, you know, finale didn't have as high stakes as some other finales did, I feel like it was one of, still one of my favorites because of just the setup and the execution and just like the love and tenderness that was like going on throughout the episode and the fact that it didn't end on a cliff or cliffhanger. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need I feel like reverse flash was enough set up for next season. They still have the lingering, you know, Iris's speed uh time sickness. And you still have like whatever Kristen Kramer is gonna do. Exactly. So there's like there's some setup without it having to end on a moment that would sort of ruin the West Allen vows, which were ruined before. So it was really nice. Um and speaking of the West Allen vows, so beautiful. I cried the first time I saw it. It was just like unexpectedly emotional. Cause you're like, I can't believe we got here, guys. <laughs> we did it, Joe. <laughs> I mean everything was beautiful. I feel like it was like the perfect way to renew their vows because it had everyone who was not there at the beginning. Um, like everyone was in the church originally, but we never got to see any of that shit. And then I feel like Diggle officiating their wedding, like Cisco is an upgrade. <laughs> Someone who knows both of them really well. And um, also just was running like with his running commentary, it really felt like it was you're getting the family affair, like his family intimate. affair, the heart of the the heart of the matter. And then also getting like, oh, we're, you know, prevent us from getting too emotional. Like, here's some laughter, you know? Yeah. I feel like that was really well played for everyone. And just also just the vibe, Bart singing, beautiful song, um, you know, everyone even like. Um, during the interview, it's like we all cried. <laughs> so that was just really, really nice. And I think that, like, the flash time kiss, like, every, you know, we didn't get a kiss all season, got plenty of great hugs, but finally they do kiss. And I feel like it was worthy of the wait because it was slow mo epic type West Allen romance that we all expect from them when they do do those big moments. So I love that. 
Um, I yeah, I loved it all. It was just so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it all when it comes to their vow renewal. I thought it was really nice, even from using her absence for a couple episodes as the excuse to lead them into the vow renewal. Like I just you know experienced life without you for like the last couple of weeks, and it was the worst thing ever. So let's renew our vows. Um, like at date, he's like, no, exactly, come on. <laughs> So that was cute. I also liked the behind the scenes response of like, we knew from the moment that the crossover happened that we could not let it stand like this. So eventually we were going to have to fix it. Um, and this, you know, I don't mind having waited this long because I do think that you have to do it in a way that's not like, that was shit. So we have to redo it, right? On screen. So it makes sense to have waited a couple of years and been like, oh, hey, now it's about renewal. Um, also, like, yeah, love that we got to have so much of the family members there and the Flash family, plus the fact that we got Joan, like, Barry's parents in the form of Joan and Jay, even though they're not Barry's parents, they were actually there, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> love that Cecile got to voice her desire for a wedding, because we have been waiting to see what is going on here. She know, she we... saw what was happening with, with Joan. Exactly. Like, exactly. You just put a ring on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I, I, it was about time. She had to stand up for herself. <laughs> I'm glad to see that happen. I look forward to the love triangle that's brewing for next season. Um, and uh, yes, Jordan Fisher's voice is gorgeous. I don't think I like, I apparently he, he's, I, I know he's done Broadway, but like, I just, you know, my brain forgot that he could sing. And then when I heard him sing, I was like, oh my God, he's so good. He and Grant, or rather he and his dad, Barry and Bart should have like a, you know, karaoke night, sing off whatever singing competition i loved it um and i yes i absolutely loved how candace slash iris was like choking up you know the tears it felt very real i don't know if it was candace acting or candace genuinely feeling those emotions i'm sure she was genuinely feeling those emotions but it was really beautiful um and that it led into the uh into her vows was also really nice um even it was even i even enjoyed how it like panned over everyone like thinking their thinking their thoughts Right? So Cecile's like, I better get my ass married. And Frost is like, oh, God, I gotta go find the <laughs> You know, just know she's thinking that. And I was like, LOL. It touches everyone. Um, so yeah, I like that. Um, I also like that we, once again, saved up some of the budget, the very meager budget that we've had this season, to do a Flash Family Speedster battle. It was nice to get to see them all doing that. And I appreciated how we didn't see Frost and and vibed you shit until the purple, <laughs> the, the purple uh, bubble, uh, which was great, of inertia. Um, it's nice to know that they were putting the money where it counted, right? And they're just like watching the little dots on a screen being like, wow, Frost and Vibe are doing great. <laughs> or, oh no, they're overwhelmed. <laughs> um, totally agree that Kron was just, you know, acting his little butt off, real proud of him. I'm sorry that the character wasn't that interesting, but he did what he could, he made it work. And I wouldn't mind seeing August again in a more interesting capacity than the way that Gottfried was written over the course of these last two episodes. Um, again, I love Chester and Allegra. I think that they're so sweet. I loved him, you know, looking out for her. <laughs> I even enjoyed him trash talking for us to bring her back because I was like, I mean, did he lie? <laughs> he only <laughs> she was there. She, she let pro- the city down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No lies were detected, and and Allegra needed to hear it. I'm glad. I guess I'm glad that she was more feeling like she had let her down 
rather than feeling like it was wrong of her to be with the team flash i was worried that it was gonna be like one of those like i'm gonna leave team flash because whatever you know it's their fault that i didn't save my sis my sorry my cousin but instead it was more just like wow i can't believe that i wasn't there for her when she needed me and then he was like no because you were there for the city and she should have been there for you i was like all right all right thank you for putting into perspective Chester. thank you um what else anything else um i <laughs> i'm glad that kramer is taking an extended leave of absence or whatever, and you know, interminable leave. I can't remember what it's called. Indefinite, that's the word. Indefinite leave of absence. Uh, thank God she's reflecting on her actions, even if it took it happening to her, which is very uh, realistic, I guess, even if it's annoying. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, what do we not like? You know, like I said, actor, great. Character, some work could have been done. He was like a little half baked. Like Godspeed has some nerve to proclaim himself like God of Speed, and your entire power source is artificial. Like, you know. Um, and then your adversary again is like a nineteen-year-old kid. Like you're just jealous of a child because he was born with power and you weren't. Um. Yeah, so yeah. Not, it's not fair vibes. <laughs> yeah, and it was like really because all of the bombastic like preaching he was doing in his church of godspeed about him being the you know god of, of speed you don't know speed force nora first of all <laughs> you, all of your speed is artificial second of all bard is faster than you <laughs> what are you the god of <laughs> and this whole thing was like you know give me organic speed i am a god so give me organic speed because i don't have it and i was like okay Okay. I was like, Barry, like, no. <laughs> and if I don't, you know? Um, and then also, like, I was with Barry on the not giving him organic speed. And, you know, Nora and Bart are like, just give him speed, Dad, because they're kids. Uh, but then, like, later on in the episode, he's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to my kids and give him organic speed. I'm like, I get, you know, being inspired by your children and all this kind of stuff. But, like, we have yet to establish why that would be a good idea to give a narcissist who already thinks he's a god the thing that would make him more godlike <laughs> so that didn't really make sense to me i felt like that whole reasoning was a little bit underdeveloped and probably would have helped if we had a longer godspeed arc but we didn't so we had to work with what we had um minor frost dress choice to this west island bow renewal like you cannot give me leave that she picked that out herself <laughs> That is not her style at all. Like she must like I I would understand and believe that she doesn't have any dresses because she would never wear them. And so she had to like look through Caitlin's closet, but there's just no way you can get me to believe that she was like, Yes, I love this dress, this one shoulder red flower dress. Like that is just not uh-uh. <laughs> it did not look great like on a her more either. Look right. Her. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um <laughs> oh. And then speaking along the Frost Caitlin front, like once Bart woke up from his coma um, and Caitlin had like painted his nails, maybe she had zero things to do. <laughs> she, she's had zero things to do since they split her from Frost, to be fair. Um, and I feel like, you know, Danielle is guaranteed back for season eight. But that doesn't mean Caitlin has to be. Eric clearly loves Frost more. Frost clearly is the one that has the only like developing story, you know, 
she's got a band, she's got powers, everything that Caitlyn had and now does not have belongs to Frost. And so personally, and she's like, all she does is check, you know, in the med bay. You don't need to be on their team full time for that. I feel like they should consider having Caitlyn go work for her mom. And then she can come back and, you know, she, her mom still works in Central City, probably. So she can come back and consult occasionally, like what they're doing with Cisco, who's in Star City. He even has a farther commute to come and consult. So she's like right down the street, I'm sure. Um, but I just feel like they should kind of consider transitioning Caitlin out of Star Labs and giving her a life. Because, <laughs> you know, they're not doing with her anything with her there. And I think it would be less work for Danielle to have to do two characters per episode, you know. Just consider it, Eric. Bring that up tomorrow, Sati. Just consider. Sending <laughs> <laughs> away. Yeah. And then <laughs> I get um, finally, I get why they wanted to bring Tom back for the finale. They brought back Carlos, a big, you know, speedster episode. But the whole reason for bringing in Thon was like weak plot reasoning. Um, again, like I don't get the whole organic speed plot that they had. Just give it to him, you know. I didn't understand all that. So the whole the whole like weak plot reasoning for Speed Force Nora bringing him back aside. I'm just tired of seeing Tom's reverse flash. Like I I don't want to see him anymore in this outfit. Just like justice for Matt Lesher. If Eobard is back for season eight, which I feel like he has to be because, you know, strong belief that season eight is probably going to be the final season and Eobard is alive in the world now. So it makes sense to bring him back for season eight. First thing Eobard needs to do is figure out how to get his own body back. (laughs) Like Kavanaugh (laughs) left for a reason. He's no longer a regular. He didn't want to be on the show anymore for a reason. So just bring back Matt and stop using Tom for reverse flash. Like let... Because, like, Tom's re- reverse flash isn't even, like, the original. Why are we, Why is he hanging on to his body for so long? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> I don't understand. He heard, he heard, Eobard heard Tom Cavanaugh needed a paycheck, so he was like, <laughs> let me just borrow that body for a bit. I guess so. <laughs> and I guess, I guess my final, final one, just as I'm thinking about it now, <laughs> and <laughs> so many people brought it up on Tumblr, but, like, Jenna... Not even give me an invite to a wedding renewal in her house. Justice for Jenna West. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, they didn't even make an excuse this time, which is just a sad time right there. Like, don't even try anymore. Just erase a child out of existence at this point. Do it. Do what you did to Sarah Diggle. <laughs> Season eight was going to be, like, the hardest yet for this uh, married couple to get through. It's because their own family member, a toddler, is going to be, like, the big bad, and she's going to, like, have... Like, <laughs> revenge on her parents and and her brother-in-law for taking over her life (laughs) (laughs) i mean that that is a villain origin story (laughs) yeah it's in the making you know just make it happen poor jenna (laughs) but yeah i i agree with um especially about the godspeed stuff i think that i mean the issue with godspeed here isn't that the actor didn't play him well or anything like that it was just like story problems that have you know developed over the course of this season because they did not do they did not start with godspeed like earlier 
we got him in the last four episodes and then it really got him in like the last two most of it was just his clones we didn't really know august heart until like the end of episode 15 14 whatever so it felt like lackluster in that arena which is really weird considering how they sort of planted the godspeed clone idea and like since season six like we this is not the first time that we've met a godspeed clone so i feel like there should have been an explanation as to like why it took so long to get here <laughs> um i don't know crisis or something whatever whatever it is that they're going to come up with but i feel like it was a little bit lackluster in that arena because we didn't really get to know august heart we didn't really get to like there was one second where i was like maybe he'll change his mind there's some good in him and then he's like ha 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 no but i feel like that would have been even better if he was like i don't know an amnesiac for a while you know and then had that moment of clarity as to that's not who he is but we did not get that so it's a shame and i hope that they do better with the villain stuff next season because i feel like this season was just it was it was it was a struggle for them um, in that arena. And I, yeah, that's like the main stuff. I do think that, you know, maybe having like a mention of Iris's time sickness or whatever, at least like in passing is like, oh yeah, that's still a thing, you know, because it just, I know that we're going to pick it up next season, but in the narrative, it just felt like they forgot about it. <laughs> um, so that would have been, nice um what else i think that i mean i agree about the caitlin stuff because she has sort of been flailing for a while now character wise um and it's it's sort of like a struggle to watch her not get anything either because it's sort of like why are they don't even try here they don't try they don't try at all so it's it's awkward to have like an actor sort of just stand there literally just stand there and sort of try and react to everything that's happened that doesn't involve you <laughs> at all she doesn't even have like medical jargon that much anymore like she doesn't have there's no um brainstorming where yeah. her skill set is required <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and also like now with cisco gone i feel like the it makes it even more obvious that there's no real, there's no more like team flash in that sense. Like with Cisco and Caitlin being there and star labs constantly like talking mm -hmm. things out because we have Chester. Now we have Allegra occasionally, you know, Iris is still there. Um, and Barry is like, you know, now cocky speedster Barry who can defeat Thawne. <laughs> so it just feels like, you know, I don't know if she's going to have a reflection about her life too, like Cisco did. And it's like, hey, I should move away. But definitely. And Frost in general has like a grander personality and she is getting a lot of stuff. So I guess if they did have to keep someone around, I prefer Frost. I prefer like seeing her on screen. I prefer her, you know, constant bickering with everyone and her being annoyed. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And what else i mean the only nitpick i guess i would say is that i would have loved to see that family dinner that was on dad but we never actually got to see because it's like i, I thought it was funny that the barrier's like it's on dad it's like caitlin's like yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> she responded like she was like i thought it was like a family dinner and she just like she invited herself and then jay is like okay i guess we're, we're doing this and i'll come too <laughs> Kayla's track record of inviting herself to things that she was not previously invited to is just like funny. 
That that's all for me. Oh, and I don't know why this was funny to me because it was very much so. I like laughed out loud when the process or Caitlin's Caitlin's like, I didn't have to be your plus one. I was like, were you not invited? Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna ask. Why was Caitlin the plus one? Yes, like, how does that like, make sense? Yeah, it doesn't. This, this so like, added to, to Bart and Jenny. Jenny to Bart <laughs> and Nora barely even saying hi to her. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, like we're icing out Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> icing out. Yep. Yep. Oh, good uh, one, May. Thanks. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but May like like comedized it. Comedized it. Comedized it. <laughs> <laughs> but I. <laughs> Well, thank you for, for comedizing it. Uh, aside from that, I um, I mean, yeah, I, I think the, my biggest dislike is probably just the way that they went about the Godspeed storyline. I really think it would have been so much better if they had seeded it in, if they had worked it into the first half of the season. First off, the fourth storyline just should have been shorter. It's just so stupid. It did, no reason for it to last that long. But it should have been this, like, you know, the forces are out of whack. Maybe because someone is trying to create an artificial speed force, right? So it's pulling from the forces that currently exist, throwing the universe out of whack or whatever. And that is why they're acting wonky, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have what is better, right? Artificial speed versus organic speed, which ties back to Velocity 9 and has a whole continuity there. But instead, they're just like three episodes before the end. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm here. But it's no explanation for why I'm just weird little zombie, you know, clones. Or the other thing we could have done is had throughout the season visits to the places that August is depositing his clones, right? His attempts and fa- his failed attempts at creating the Speed Force and maybe like the minor disruptions he's making when he does that, leading up to this army of Godspeed. So it builds the tension throughout. Especially because they didn't have any kind of suspense about who Godspeed was, really. It doesn't matter who Godspeed was. And as soon as they found him, they're like, I bet that's Godspeed. <laughs> so we have just seen him throughout, kind of like the thinker, or kind of like even, you know, Savitar, if you will, just with less, you know, impending dread of like, we're going to have a fight in 23 episodes and more. He's he's working on his own, and we're seeing how that might affect uh, Barry and co. when they're not even aware of it. So, yeah, I just thought that was a little bit, just a, a totally missed attempt or a totally missed opportunity with such an interesting character. Um, also a missed opportunity would have been like Kramer's storyline for so long I just think we knew she was going to have powers like that was the inevitable conclusion was that she would actually end up being a meta right so also again it's actually still (laughs) um, still reminds me of the Black Lightning storyline but if we had known from the beginning or if she had been if she had been hiding that information and like that had been part of the reason why you know she was like anti-meta because she was actually self-hating would have been more interesting than like Oh my god, I do have powers. Yes, I will see you guys later. I was like, okay. Plus, well, I'm sure that's not the end. I like of that part. she revealed that she was positive, like it was a COVID test. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I'm a meta, I'm positive. Yeah. I'm hey, Jordan has to quarantine. <laughs> but she had meta human powers too. So, yeah, so overall, I don't think the time spent on Kramer was worth it. We'll have to see if it pays off next season. Um, but for the most part, I was pretty happy with the episode, and after the season that we had, I'm not really going to complain much about it, because it finally felt like it wrapped things up nicely. So, feedback. 
Yes, we will start with Suara. He says the Flash finale was excellent. Holy shit. So much West Allen goodness. The real Team Flash has arrived with Barry and Iris leading. Yes. Why couldn't the entire season be like this? Nora Force giving everyone plus Iris a boost with Jay and the kids coming together to fight was fantastic. I do wish we had Wally, though, including the vow renewal. But I do understand that Kino's busy. Them fighting in Godspeed was so great. What wasn't so great was the Flash and Reverse Flash versus Godspeed lightsaber. <laughs> Suara is one of the haters. I didn't like the lightsabers. Um, I mean, seriously, what was that? It took me out of what I enjoyed watching, but I have to admit I did like Barry's logic of bringing Thon because he knew he had no limits of what he did to make sure Godspeed was defeated. It was very effective to me, and Tom did a good job in the role. Kramer leaving the police force was very good. I'm actually interested in her now and hope they use her again, and um, then she won't be how she was written before. Cisco coming back to fight was so great. His officiation of the wedding was so good and heartfelt, as was Bart's amazing singing. Nora and Bart, which I, I aside, sorry, it's Flora, but Jessica Parker Kennedy wants you to know that she can also sing. They just didn't ask her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she mentioned that in one of her interviews because someone was asking her about could she sing. She's like, yeah, actually I can sing, um, but she's just not known for singing, so they don't ask her to sing. <laughs> But anyway, um, Nora and Bart being at either side of their parents renewing their vows is amazing. And I read that Eric said they filmed this uh, with the feeling of a serious finale. And honestly, I love that. I can't believe I'm saying it, but after two episodes, I feel so much more hopeful about season eight, even after the ups and downs and many downs of season seven. I'm hopeful that Nora and Bart will be part of season eight in a big way and that we'll see Iris get pregnant. Just please, please, please keep a serious focus on the West Island heart and we will be well writers. That also reminds me of another um, joy was when Barry tried to be hip and say, Bart, that was crash. He was like, no, mm, don't, don't say that. Don't ever say that. <laughs> I'm sure they've had this <laughs> conversation I many times. <laughs> um, Anita says, hi, ladies. You've gotten us through the good, the bad, and the worst of season seven with so much class, smarts, and humor. Who could ask for better recappers? Not me. Thanks, yeah. girl. Um, not only... Now, if only Eric had spread some of the magic from these last few episodes throughout the season, it could have been completely better. It was really cool to see Barry gain more of a command of the speed force and his attributes. Who do we think for Barry's lightning saber? Obi-Wan or Cobalt? The supposed evil Barry, Alan Twin. He outsmarted Thawne for once, well, mostly. I was really hoping that Wally would be the seventh speedster, but we were cheated. Bart and Nora continued to be a treat. We got lightning lassos lightning ninja stars they are really harnessing their powers and it's fun to see and iris is glorious with her twin tornadoes oh yeah her they her tornado twins are like her move which is like funny in that she will have twins soon but yeah good good pick up on that <laughs> anita that into- yes <laughs> it will happen <laughs> i know that bart and Nora are not official twins but jessica and jordan Oh my god, twin names <laughs> have already charmed us, so I'm good. Just keeping Same. just reaching just keep reaching out to Allegra, sweet Chester. She seems like she'll come around. Plus, someone has to safeguard my sweet son. So, are Cecile Kramer and Joan some kind of thruple or what? I mean, Cecile seemed perfectly okay with her man not calling her on her way back to Central City. Uh, Barry would never. And who said Kramer could just swing by Joe's house on the way back to town? But no, the thruple thing would never work because Kramer would pick up on Cecile's powers. And the last thing Joe needs is to be caught between two mind readers. Um, 
but I did like the fact that there were differences between this finale and the ones of the previous six seasons. Unlike the other, this team didn't go gather outside at night to watch some strange phenomenon almost engulf the city. The good citizens of Central City finally got out of Dodge while the speedsters were duked it out and potentially tore up their homes, jobs, and places of worship. Um, instead, we got a beautiful vow renewal. Iris was resplendent and orange, and is a perfect. And orange is a perfect color that blends different lightning colors. Barry was just handsome as ever. The kiss was perfect. It was getting little cheese balls at one point or two, but it snapped right back. Um, did anyone else cackle when they realized that Frost was a primary guest to the Valor Renewal and Caitlin was a plus one? Honestly, sometimes... That was me when... cackling. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sometimes when Caitlin says all she can do is run some tests and monitor the situation, Barry looks fed up. I might be a little annoyed with her, too, if she keeps inviting herself to strange people and strange people to a house that's not hers. <laughs> Next season, reconcile with Joe and his oldest child. I mean, come on, Joe hasn't even talked to Iris' mirror-verse trauma with her yet. They made Joe neglect all of his three children's feelings this season, and it was irksome. So that was Anita. And then we had... Yeah, at least, at least Frost didn't invite Chilblain to the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Sonia says, hey, ladies, while this episode of The Flash was actually really good, and I'm actually super surprised by that, I really love the scenes of Barry and August in the dreamscape, and I think that the actor that plays August did a great job of being villainous in these scenes while playing a vulnerable, scared person in the scenes of him as an amnesiac. So good. I think it was great to showcase how and why Godspeed and Impulse are such huge enemies, and it seems like Bart may have rubbed it in August's face that he'd never have real speed, and August seemed to be jealous as Bart would goof, goof off of the speed and whatnot, and that's probably why... Jay was killed in front of Bart, and it's not like it was just some random wrong place, wrong time, like I thought last episode. Nice as it brings another layer to their dynamic. Love the pep talk Chester gave Allegra. They're so cute. L- um, laugh my ass off at Nora rambling and fangirling about meeting big Nora. So adorable. I love JPK so much. We now have confirmation that Iris is, has a spark of the speed force in her, so the haters can shut their mouth. Shut up whenever the show says we are the Flash about West Allen, because technically they are. Well, you know, we got that spark thing couple episodes like when they create the forces but it's always nice to have it repeated over and over for fanboys to cry about so yay <laughs> um super cute that the speed force nora calls bart her impulsive boy like maybe that's just where his superhero name comes from just like nora's name excess comes from iris saying she does everything in excess all that caitlin redid bart's nails and also how adorable was it when bart saw jay and called him uncle jay and jay was like yeah, I like that, while being adorably confused. <laughs> Love the scene of them each doing their own signature moves against the Godspeed clones. Bart's with his lightning throw stars, Nora with her purple lightning rope, Speed Force Nora snapping her fingers, Jay throwing his helmet, Barry throwing lightning, and Iris doing the wind-blowing thing. So cool. Cisco with the bubble and him and Frost having to hold their breath and being so mad, and her being so mad at him was hilarious. Too bad giving August speed didn't work, and I feel bad for Cecile. Like, she really thought she was getting through to August, and then he decides to go full villain. Yikes. Guess that's why they should stop making Cecile pep talk queen and keep this for Iris. Um, <laughs> Jay, <laughs> um, she was, you know, sighing at Jay telling Bart to take off his hat. It was so perfect. I can see why Bart loves him so much because he truly knew how to help him see the past. All of his impulsiveness while also seeing how much he cares about everyone. Um, did not see the reverse flash coming back to fight with Barry. But that was so cool. Lightning sword fight scene was a little weird, but uh, excellent show of speedster powers. Um, love Barry's reproposal, and kudos to them for mentioning Iris didn't get the wedding she deserved because the first go around there was attacked by Nazis, and the second go around was attacked by Nolicity. Gross on both accounts. <laughs> West Island kids finally, oh my god. 
Um, also love both of their battles and the cute Iris Cisco friendship moments and the 10 points to Gryffindor. That was another one that I liked that he said. Um, does anyone know if Kramer and her metahuman powers are based on the actual DC Comics character or is it something the show made up? Tati, do you it's have something any? the show made up? Uh, is uh, that what Eric said? No, it's, it's she's she doesn't have powers in the comics. Yeah, yeah. No, I know she doesn't have powers in the comics, but it, what, oh, wait. That specific power, the mimicking power? Yeah. Um, all I can think of right now is Taskmaster. <laughs> so I, I think it's also made up. I don't think that there's a, a specific mimic metahuman in the comics. Okay. Um, she says, also, is Adam supposed to be a season eight villain, or did they just bring him in to show that Kramer was able to mimic his immortality? Because if so, that was a waste. I think he's an iron height, so there's always a chance he can break yeah, out. Um, and then she says, hope Kramer's back for season eight. Uh, but just like Marley's in season four, she's a woman of color, so I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> um, and then finally, Lillian says, hello, lovely ladies. Haven't sent in feedback for a while because I was having a tough few weeks. Aww. But things are starting to look up and the flash is finally bringing lots of joy. I'll try to keep this brief and avoid gushing too much. So her joys, everything about the Valor Neural is perfect. Candace is such a beautiful crier. Sunshine, Sunshine Twins and Bariska West Crumbs. The Flash Time Kiss, Gold Standard TM. What a beautiful way to end the shaky season. This may be my best Flash finale yet, just because of all the West Island joy that we got. Love the fact that Iris has now been serenaded by almost all of the important men in her life. Um, Barry and Iris fighting side by side, like the DC power couple they are. Tattoo that shit on my eyeballs. <laughs> Everyone in the Flash family getting their moment to shine in the field. Nora showing out with her Thanos snap. <laughs> I got faster, didn't you? Someone give Thon an aloe for that burn. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother and I have a plan. Damn right. Jordan Fisher being such a great addition to the cast and fitting into the West Island family seamlessly. I'm sure the West Island home is so much more fun with all the love, singing, and speeding around. Petition for a West Day family. Uh, West Day, West Island Family Animated Miniseries, voiced by, voiced by the actors. Please and thank you. Um, and then her other thoughts. Didn't really care for the Godspeed arc conclusion. The buildup and the stakes felt low. Why was there sexual tension between August and Barry in the church? <laughs> come, <laughs> come to daddy indeed. <laughs> Would have traded Frost Caitlin for Camilla in the Val Renewal ceremony. Camilla arc was a whole mess. Oh, that's true. If Cisco was there, why couldn't Camilla come? Exactly. I was so offended on her behalf. Um, the Kramer arc was a whole mess. Her power seems to be cool, though, so maybe she'll pop back up in the future. Any bets on a Joe Kramer's Steel Triangle next season? Um, they could have at least said that Baby Jenna was napping or something during the Val renewal. And I wish that Barry had mentioned the Mirrorverse separation when reposing to Iris. Overall, I think the season did well in highlighting the importance of West Allen's love story, but I'm peeved that Iris barely had a solo storyline. Hopefully season eight corrects this. And that is feedback. I feel like a lot of the Cecile Joe stuff will, like, they it will knock down a peg in our love It what? Not, not, knock down a peg this season. Yeah. I don't know. Who, that that Joe Kramer storyline, I feel like it's not just, like, us. It's just, like, several people have picked up on <laughs> something <laughs> going down there. <laughs> We will never get it, but it's it's a beautiful crack dream for all to yes. share. <laughs> Thank you all for your feedback. Do we have any uh, predictions for season eight? 
I don't know. Um, Iris will be pregnant in the first episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do think... I'm not going to call Eric a liar, but I will, <laughs> say, <laughs> I will say that I do think that they wouldn't keep... Or rather, I would, should say that I think it would be stupid to keep a pregnancy announcement until the end, like the series finale. Because I, I feel we like that, like we want to see that milestone. Right. And uh, especially since, like, you know, if they started trying to get pregnant now, why would they stop? And why would it take that long, I guess? I mean, not that it doesn't take couples long, but this is a TV show, so. <laughs> and he's a speedster, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like after whatever the time sickness thing is, you know, they wrap that up yeah. maybe and then they can start, like, you know. Mid season, I would expect her to be like pregnant. Like, because for the first five episodes, the kids are still going to be there, is what I'm predicting. Barton or will be there. Okay. So you can't really have twins when they're still like there because then that would change like all of their like memories up to that point. So I think the five episodes, they'll be there. She's not pregnant. They leave. And then you have to deal with her time sickness thing. Um, and then resolve that by like mid season and then have her pregnant. We need more diapers because we thought there was one baby and there's two in there. And we see her like getting pregnant and they still have to deal with like whatever, whatever, whatever. And then the babies are born and then it's in the season. That's my entire season yeah. eight storyboard for Eric. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I mean, I'm not hung up on the twin thing just because I feel like now that they're not twins, making them twins doesn't make genetic We're gonna sense. We're going to need to more me. diapers. Right. You're gonna need more diapers. This yeah, I know. Waiting to I get know. paid off for seasons now. But see, and they could have paid that off even like when you know Bart showed up anyway the first time. Like they didn't know that. Why was would two. he need more diapers? Like just in, ge- in general. We're going general. to stock up on more diapers for when he's born <laughs> seven years later. <laughs> <laughs> he went up to the attic and he's like, "Oh, these dust- these diapers are musty. We need more. <laughs> we need more diapers." <laughs> anyway. um so do we have a lady with gumption of the week um for legend spooner yep definitely spooner for the flash i feel like the flash is harder because it's more of like a family affair it was because i was gonna say like i guess you could say big nora for powering everyone up or iris for using her one day powers but they didn't really, you know, there wasn't really like a, a stealing of the spotlight. And either one, which, whichever one would that would win for a flash, Spooner would still win overall. I think. Yeah. So I think it's Spooner. Congratulations to Spooner this week for winning Lady with Gumption of the Week. Um, we are going to be back with an even shorter episode. We're getting shorter and shorter. So we'll have Legends yeah. next week so you can come back right. for that. And then um, we also are gearing up for Love Boat episodes. So I know you are waiting for that. So and recaps of the shows. Lots of good stuff coming up. <laughs> so yep. stick with us. Come back next week. See you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.